Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. Have you ever read a story from Jesus that causes you to take a double take? Maybe to say, he said what? You know, words that you really have to think about twice that maybe you were certain about? Well, we find a story in Matthew chapter 7, and Jesus is talking, and it's one of those times of where you just have to do a double take. Here's what Matthew records, and Jesus is speaking. He says, on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we have prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name, and we have performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, Jesus is talking, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. Wow. It really places the emphasis on the importance of being known by God or knowing God, doesn't it? You see, when it all comes down to the bottom line, knowing God isn't just important. It's a matter of life and death. It gives a whole new meaning to it's not what you do, it's who you know. It doesn't matter if you've gone to church your whole life. It doesn't matter if you taught Sunday school. It doesn't matter even if you're a pastor. It doesn't matter if you serve every Sunday. It doesn't matter even if you can do what? Miracles in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter if you have a degree in theology. You see, if it's not from a place of knowing God in an intimate way, then everything else is meaningless. So what does it mean to genuinely and intimately know God? Well, the Hebrew word is used yada, which means to know intimately. Now, this isn't an acquaintance, okay? It's not your second or third cousin. It's a father-son relationship. It's a mother-daughter relationship. It's a husband-wife relationship. It's a relationship that is open and honest and vulnerable and true. And Jesus describes it like this to his disciples. He says, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, listen to this, I have made known to you. Wow. Now, that's why he gives us this incredible, unbelievable privilege, responsibility, and opportunity to get to know him. And this is an invitation that he gives to each and every one of us. And here's what he says. He says, here I am, I stand at the door, and I knock. If anyone anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and him with me. Now, Jesus is giving us a picture of a very intimate setting in the Jewish culture. You see, it was when somebody would invite you to their home. And what we have to understand is in Jewish culture, you didn't just invite anyone to your home. No, that that was reserved for the people who were the closest to you in your life. Did you know that the word theology is Greek in its origin? 
Maybe you didn't know that. Theo is, is Greek for God, and the suffix ology means the study of. And so theology basically means the study of God. Now, we have a tendency, all of us do to some degree, to get enamored with studying about someone or something. Even more so, we long to know of someone or something. And Jesus is here, and he is saying to you and me that, that we need to know God, that what is most important for you and me is that we know God. And we just don't know about him, but we know him in a deep, deep personal way. And so what I wanna do is I wanna share with you a theology for relationship with God. You see, for us to be able to develop an intimate relationship with God, there's some steps that you and I need to take to be able to, to connect with him on a deep, deep personal level. Because you know what? There's great habits in every great relationship. And so you and I need to take the necessary steps to be able to develop and grow this relationship with God. And it doesn't happen unless there's certain issues that are settled. Because before you and I can experience an intimate relationship with God, okay, we have to have certain habits. Because listen to me, you never drift into an intimate relationship. You don't do it with your spouse, you don't do it with your kids, and most of all, we can't do it with God. Because every great relationship happens because of great habits. So what I wanna do is I wanna take the word theology and I wanna share with you some great habits that needs to be a part of my life and your life if we're gonna develop a great relationship with God that is intimate and vibrant and alive. So let's dive in, all right? Here's the first one, time, time. You see, every great relationship is marked by the quality of time that we're willing to invest in it. You see, you and I cannot experience closeness with someone unless we're willing to invest the time. And so it is with God. We need to be able to make time to be able to get to know him. And you know what that calls for? That causes you and I to be patient. I must be patient, okay? I can't hurry up a relationship no matter how bad I want it, no matter how bad I want to get to know someone. I can't hurry it up. I have to be patient because it takes time. And so my question for you is this, how much time do you spend with your heavenly father? I, I, I mean focused time, uninterrupted time. Maybe you need to be asking this question, do I need to be investing more time in this relationship with God? Maybe you're saying, well, Dwight, how do I make that change? Well, you know, we offer many different tools, the daily of where you can sit down and that can lead you in to connecting with God and taking time to speak to him and let him, him speak to you. And so time is critical in every great relationship. And then humility, okay, humility. Scripture tells us that God draws near to the humble, but he opposes the proud. And, and so what that literally means is that God must break us of our self-sufficiency our self-promotion and our self-righteousness. But we have to understand what true humility is. And true humility is not thinking less of yourself, but rather thinking of yourself less. Now, 
Here's what I know. Humility is not natural for me, okay? It's not natural for me. And I would say that it's not natural for you. It's a process. And so that means I must what? I must be broken. I must be broken of my self-promotion and self-sufficiency and self-righteousness. And so would a spirit of humility describe you? Do you have a spirit of humility in your life? You see, it's essential if we're gonna have this intimate relationship with our heavenly father. Another habit is expression. Expression, okay? We will not get close to God, or for that matter, anyone, unless both parties express themselves in a state of vulnerability and loving ways. You see, sometimes it's easier to be more concerned with our image or our reputation than really being vulnerable. And so what happens is we have to express our affection to him with our words, with our actions, with our song. You see, when you love someone, you care about something and you share it. You don't hide it. It's not a secret. You express your passion about it. You know, just as a husband, fellas, okay, doesn't shake hands with his wife, okay? You wouldn't be satisfied with that. That would be trite and superficial. Well, we can't be trite and superficial with our expressions of love to God. You see, when you know God, you can't help but express it. You wanna express it. And so what does that mean for you and I? Well, I must learn to worship God authentically, okay? In a genuine sense and express my love and my gratitude and my thanks for who he is. And so how are you doing in expressing your love for God? and telling him. It's essential if you're gonna connect with him, if you're gonna have that deep personal relationship with him. And then openness is another habit that we need to practice, openness. You see, God isn't found through routines or rituals or through keeping some kind of checklist. No, he's found in a relational, honest, transparent approach to his grace. And what is grace? Grace is that God accepts you and I just the way that we are. You see, the true, listen, the true mark of any healthy relationship is vulnerability. You don't put on a front. And what we need to understand is our heavenly father already knows our past completely. You're not gonna share anything with him and he's gonna be surprised. Matter of fact, he even sees our future. And David understood this. A man called, a man after God's own heart who had a past and who had struggles, and yet he was open before God. He was vulnerable because he knew that God loved him. And because of that, he had a relationship with God that many people never experienced. But here's what he told God. He said, I'm gonna be open with God. He said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Wow, that's being open. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Can you be more vulnerable and open than that? But see, he, he knew God's grace. He knew that God loved him. And so I must trust and be transparent before this one who knows my past and he sees my future. And so how open are you with God? 
How transparent are you before? L listen, if you're not having our conversations with God, you've built walls instead of bridges. You need to be open and transparent and just trust him and say, God, this is where I'm at today. This is, this is who I am today. And what happens, you'll find yourself deep, deepening your relationship with him in incredible, unbelievable ways. And then we need the habit of listening. Now, you know, you know the saying, God has given us two ears and one mouth, and so he expects us to listen twice as much as what we talk. But what we need to understand is this. Relationships, great relationships are built through listening, not talking, okay? And so what happens is we must learn to listen for his voice if you and I truly want to hear him. Now, most of us, okay, I'm guilty of this. I talk a whole lot to God, but I need to work on this one. I need to listen because, listen, we don't lose intimacy when we stop talking to someone. We lose intimacy when we stop listening to someone. So don't just settle for a, a message or a lesson from someone, even though they're good. You know, you got your favorite teacher, you got your favorite preacher, you need to listen to all of those podcasts. But the fact of the matter is you need to carve out some time for some solitude, just to be still and know that he is God. You see, listening to God is all about making time to pray and making time for his word. It's good to listen to other people, but listen, there's nothing like setting down and just say, you know what, I'm gonna read your word. God, speak to me. Your servant is listening. This means that we must, as someone has said, ready for this, practice wasting time with God. Because that's where we struggle, right? You know, if, if I'm gonna sit here and do nothing, I'm just wasting time when I could be doing this and doing that. But if you're really gonna connect with God, you gotta practice wasting time with God. And so I must invest time in Bible study and prayer. I've gotta do that and listen, because he'll speak, I promise you. I promise you. If, if, if he's not speaking to you, then go back to the last time he spoke to you and obey what he asked of you. And that leads me to the next one, and that's just obedience, okay? Obedience. It's a desire in you and me to trust and a willingness to act because these are prerequisites to friendships. You see, when you're truly friends with somebody and, and your soulmates, so to speak, okay, when, when you begin to learn to love what they love. And Jesus equated obedience and friendships together. Matter of fact, he said it like this. If you love me, you'll what? You'll obey me. It's simple. You see, we don't love someone and consistently do the opposite of what they desire for us. We just don't. And Christ's call for you and me is one of obedience, surrender. And so he says to you and me, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And so what does that mean in a practical way? I must act on God's request. Okay, God, I've been listening. You spoke. You know what? I'm gonna trust you. I must desire to trust God more than trusting myself. And so let me ask you, who do you trust more? You trust yourself more than God? You see, is it your desire to trust God and follow his commands? 
his request and obey? You see, what steps do you need to take to be able to say, you know what? I'm obeying God in every area of my life. You see, that's how you develop this deep personal relationship with God. And then there's grace. My, do we need this habit in our life? Grace, okay? You see, God, God is not found by keeping the rules or performing for him. You see, intimacy, foundation is love, not law. It's gratitude, it's not guilt. And any true relationship with God begins with grace, knowing that he's given us what we don't deserve. You see, grace for yourself and grace for others. And some of us, you know what? The fact of the matter is, we're still trying to earn God's love. But it begins with understanding grace that there's nothing you can do, nothing I can do to earn God's love. Grace is an undeserved favor. And understanding this and experiencing it gives me the opportunity to give it to the people around me. And so what is grace? How do, I, how do I tap into that? Well, I must learn, okay, to let God love me and to be able to say, God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you know the worst about me and yet you still love me. Thank you that there's nothing I can do to cause you to love me more, love me less. So what does grace look like in your life? You see, intimacy doesn't happen automatically. I must desire it more than anything. And that leads me to this thought, and that is the habit of yearning. Yearning for God. Yearning for God, having a passion for God. I, I, I would believe it's the most important factor in our relationship with God if we're gonna develop an intimate, deep, personal relationship with him. I read about a young man who approached Socrates desiring to gain wisdom, and he told Socrates that he wanted wisdom more than anything else. And so Socrates, being the wise man that he is, there was a pond nearby, and so he took this student, this young man, down to the pond, and they walked out into it, and he grabbed the young man by the back of his neck, and he repeatedly dunked the youth underwater. He put him under, he'd come back up, put him under, come back up, he put him under until he was gasping for air. And then Socrates said, what is it that you want? And the young man stammered. He said, air, <laughs> I want air. And Socrates said, when you yearn for wisdom like you yearn for air, you will get it without my help. What's God say? When you seek me with all of your heart, when you have that deep, deep yearning, I'll be found by you. And so I must desire intimacy with God more than anything else. And so let me ask you, how's your spiritual appetite right now? What, what, what do you yearn for? What are you passionate about? You see, apart from yearning from God, we won't find him. We, we, won't, we won't find him. We won't experience him. We won't know him if we go about it in a casual way. And yet he says to you and I, you know what? I'm open, I'm here, I'm knocking on a door. And if you'll open the door, I'll come in and you'll get to know me in a deep, personal, intimate way. And see, that's the difference between a fan and a follower. A fan knows about God. A 
follower knows God. They yearn for him. Daniel was one of those. And we read about him. And, and, and here's what he said. The people who know their God shall be strong, shall be strong and carry great exploits. Would that describe you? You see, that, that's a follower. That's a follower of God, one who is strong and who does great exploits for God. You see, your intimacy with God will impact your influence for God. And if you have very little intimacy with God, you'll have very little influence for God, whether it's with your spouse, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your coworkers. And so Daniel tells us, if you know God, you're gonna be strong. You're gonna carry great exploits. What should that look like? What's the results of a man or a woman who truly knows God? How are they strong? And what exploits do they do? Let me just give you a few as we close. One would be purity. Because if you're intimate with God, you know what? You wanna walk in purity. You keep short accounts with him. You don't want to, to grieve him. You don't want to quench his spirit. And when you do get it wrong, and I do get it wrong, you know what? We're quick to say, God, please forgive me. I repent. And I walk in your ways, purity. But not only purity, but perspective. You know, what happens is you have a different perspective because now you're connecting in an intimate way with the God who is eternal. And so now you have an eternal perspective and you're not just looking at things in a natural way, but in a supernatural way and your perspective about life and your problems and your purpose all changes. Guess what else you experience? Peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding because you know who your daddy is. You know where you stand with him. You have that perspective and you can be at rest. And then guess what? You have passion. Oh, do you have passion? You have passion for God and for people. You see, connecting with God gives you a passion for the things of God. If you don't have passion in your life, listen, you might be having devotions, you might be going to church, you might be doing a lot of things, but you know what? You're not developing that intimate, deep, personal relationship with God because it not only brings about passion, but it brings about power. Power. Power what? To do life. Power to handle life. Power to continue to walk in faith in life. You see, this is evident for those who develop a deep personal relationship with God. Luke tells us about two men who had a deep personal relationship with God. They realized that it, it wasn't routine, it wasn't rituals, it wasn't rules, it was a relationship. And Luke describes them. It says, the council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, the strength of them especially when they discovered that they were what? Just ordinary men, uneducated, who had no religious training. Then they began to understand the effect. Check this out. The effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. You see, listen, when we spend time with Jesus and we develop that deep, personal, intimate relationship, 
Okay, guess what? It has an effect on us in the area of purity, perspective, peace, passion, and power. And so let me close with this. What is it worth to continue to operate as business as usual, as being a fan? You see, we've established that knowing Christ is the top priority in any man or woman's life. And when everything is said and done, we will be known by who we know. Fans know about God. Followers know God in a deep, intimate, personal relationship. Why is this so important? Because your intimacy with God impacts your influence for God. And when it's all said and done, I pray that Jesus will be able to look at me, be able to look at you, be able to look at us as New Point, and be able to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Would you pray with me? God, we come to you today and you're awesome, you're great, you're good, you're generous. And for you to want a relationship with us, not a casual one, but a deep, intimate, personal one, it's hard for us to even conceive. And yet because of your grace and your goodness, you've made a way. God, forgive me for not pursuing it in a more intentional, purposeful way. Forgive us for not pursuing you in a more intentional and purposeful way because we know that our world needs men and women who know you in a deep personal way so that we can influence them for you. So today, God, we wanna make a decision that great relationships come about because of great habits. Help us today to apply these habits in our life so that we can grow even deeper in knowing you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.